Welcome to the Tech and Main Presents Podcast with your host, Sean St. Hill. Sean is the CEO of Tech and Main, a technology consulting firm in Atlanta, Georgia. Listen in as thought leaders share their tips and insights about what's going on in the world of technology. And now, here's your host, Sean St. Hill. Thank you for joining another episode of Tech and Main Presents, where we bring you the best insights from today's leaders and experts in technology. Today's episode is brought to you by Tech and Main. Clients and employees are the top priority of a business. Protect the data of your top priority in three easy steps. Tech and Main can help you assess your cybersecurity posture, fix any errors, and help maintain your security program according to NIST and CIS standards. For more information, call our office at 678-575-8515. And now to today's amazing guest. Today, we will be speaking with Oxel Worth. Oxel is the Chief Security Officer at MedCrypt. I'll let Oxel share the rest of his background with us. But first, Oxel, say hello to the Tech and Main Presents audience. Yes, hi. Uh, good morning, everybody. And, and Sean, thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm looking forward. And by the way, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well, my friend. And yes, this is an exciting time. We get to find out what's going on there at MedCrypt. And of course, we'll jump right into that. But before we do, Axel, share your background with the audience. Uh, sh- sure, and I'll try to keep it uh, brief. So by training, I'm a traditional electrical engineer, uh, you know, good old hardware engineer, and uh, actually started out my career uh, in medical imaging, uh, working on on uh, X-ray systems, again, on the hardware side. Um, spend a number of years in medical imaging uh, eventually touch things like MRI and, and uh, CT, uh, ultrasound, spent a number of years in, in uh, diagnostics, uh, patient monitoring, um, <clears throat> and then eventually ended up in, in uh, health IT and, and more on the sales and marketing side of things. Um, and then uh, back in 2008, made the tra- transition uh, into cybersecurity, but with focus on the healthcare uh, industry. And what happened uh, back in 2008 was that actually within healthcare, um, cybersecurity of medical devices started to become a topic. And that kind of aligned with my career development um, as, as over time, uh, that, that particular topic, medical device, cybersecurity, uh, took on more and more of my daily routine until eventually um, in uh, 2000, late 2019, I took on uh, my current position here at MedCrypt uh, w- with the sole focus on helping device manufacturers uh, build security into their devices. Okay, great. And so, Axel, you're there at MedCrypt. Really appreciate you sharing that background. And of course, it's an exciting company. You guys are doing great things. But tell us, what has you most excited about your daily work? Um, I, th- I think the most exciting thing is that I'm, I'm, I'm really working in uh, in an industry that is personally to me uh, extremely uh, interesting. I find healthcare, the whole medical field, just fascinating. What is happening there? The uh, you know, new technologies, new um, ways of diagnosing, treating patients, uh, as we have seen, uh, you know, in 2020 with 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 uh, COVID and all the challenges. Uh, certainly, it's not an easy industry. It's a it's a challenge industry. And on top of yeah, taking care of the patients, you also have to take care of your infrastructure. And uh, being able to help healthcare providers and technology companies in the healthcare field uh, solve some of the infrastructure and cybersecurity problems to me is you know is is the most exciting part and is my contribution to hopefully making making healthcare a better space and um, most importantly a safer space. Okay, so Axel, I want to touch on something because obviously 
our audience is listening to the podcast, but you and I, we can see each other because we're using Zoom to record this. And one of the things that I'm taking note of is the passion that you have around this space. And you can tell that it's not just something that, you know, you kind of woke up one morning and decided, oh, I'll, you know, do, um, you know, technology because with your background, like you said, you're, you know, an engineer, I trade. So there's a number of different areas that you could have gone into, but certainly, you know, with helping these um, medical equipment manufacturers, you know, protect their devices and, and lock down their devices, I'm, I'm really picking up and sensing the passion that you have for this. Yeah, I mean, it is an exciting industry and it's an exciting topic. And, and uh, especially if you look at something that is, you know, leading edge right now in, in the healthcare industry, uh, meaning the, the, the need to um, yeah, do better in securing medical devices, right? protect them from targeted attacks, protect them from coincidentally being compromised in a security incident, protect the patients that are being cared for via those devices, um, make sure that the hospitals can keep their lights on and don't have to close their doors because of a security incident. But I think that is, um, you know, the, the exciting part of, of my job. And as I said earlier, hopefully um, the, the, the area where I can help contribute and can make things better for the industry. Oh, that's great. All right. And so, Axel, you're there at MedCrypt and of course you're part of the leadership team and then you have people you know that are part of your team you know your direct reports how have you and your team been able to navigate the pandemic it certainly was was an interesting uh, a transition for us um, you know basically starting starting in march last year um i still recall you know being on my last uh, business trip over to europe in mid-february and returning from the trip that was when the COVID news, you know, started to build, and uh, you know we had reports about what was going on in northern Italy. Uh, eventually, what happened in, in on the west coast in New York. Um, so the whole, as you remember, the whole situation pretty quickly escalated globally from a national health perspective, um, but also for us as a team. And as a result, um, you know, we ended up being a completely virtual company. Uh, many people were already remote um before covid um but basically because of covid we closed the two remaining offices we had and our entire team is, is right now um working virtually uh, we we had to adjust obviously uh from a tools and technology perspective we had to adjust from a cultural perspective we had to adjust on how we interact with uh, customers. We had to adjust our, our marketing and, and uh, event strategy, um, all those things. But I think overall, we navigated fairly well and we're in, in a good spot and we see, you know, continued customer demand for uh, for the technologies we are developing and, and offering to, to manufacturers of medical devices. Okay, great. Yeah, it's it's been interesting to hear from our different guests how they've been able to keep that sense of team going during the pandemic and you know certainly technology has helped i think i've heard of just about everything uh, there's one company out of new york allowed people to want to say do some sort of pet gathering um <laughs> you know so uh, you know people at work that had pets um you know there was a a, a zoom group or you know some yeah. sort of um, collaboration where you know they were able to get together so yeah it's just been it's been really neat to see how people yeah. have you know been you know creative and have 
made the best the situation. Yeah, I mean, even in this virtual world, you still need to cater to the human needs of, you know, being together, forming forming a team, feeling connected to the rest of your team, right? And then that is, you know, traditionally done through meetings, through socializing over lunch at dinner. And, and yeah, and, and, and this virtual age, we have to find new ways of doing that. Agreed, agreed. And so, Axel, let's, let's turn back for a moment to... MedCrypt. And, you know, what would you say is the biggest cybersecurity threat facing your clients currently? Um, I think that the, the biggest threat is, is really the, the impact of security events on hospital operations. Uh, we have had several events over the past few years, all the way back to things like WannaCry, um, but also last year, some of the, uh, you know, larger ransomware attacks where, where hospitals actually found themselves in a situation um, that they had to turn away patients because their infrastructure, their IT systems, um, their ability to deliver care was impacted by a cyber event. Um, you know, that is that is clearly, uh, I think, the, the biggest challenge uh, is, is, again, keep the lights on, keep the doors open in spite of increasingly sophisticated cyber adversaries, cyber criminals, nation state attacks. I think that is the, the biggest challenge uh, followed closely, I think, by malicious attacks that, that could have the goal to, for example, steal intellectual property, COVID research, COVID vaccine information, uh, clinical trial data, things like that. And then uh, lastly, obviously, um, malicious attacks that would try to do harm to the healthcare system or, or harm to specific patients. Uh, I think that is a you know, a, a long shot. I don't think we, we have touched that area yet, but it's certainly in the realm of possible. But what we have seen is what I said first, and that is that indeed hospitals had to divert patients um, because of a cyber attack. And, and that is, I think, still today the largest and most concerning problem, especially in these days where hospitals are overwhelmed due to COVID and are already stretched from a personnel and financial perspective. And you add a cyber incident on top of that, and, and that brings many organizations to a breaking point. Oh, that's that's so true. I think one of the things that we've seen is, you know, there used to be a time years ago where certain things were off limits. You know, you would never say certain things. You would never attack certain people or institutions. And now it seems as though today, you know, the gloves are off. You know, if if someone wants to attack your network infrastructure, if they want to try and steal, you know, the intellectual property of a company, if they are trying to take, you know, or influence, you know, the COVID, um, you know, vaccine information, they're, they're willing to do it. And so it's, it's good to know that there are organizations like MedCrypt, you know, in the ecosystem that are, you know, coming alongside and, and helping address some of those threats. Um, how exactly does MedCrypt help their clients through these, you know, these times. Yeah. So um, without getting too much into technology specifics here, but but in general, <clears throat> we promote um, a philosophy and an approach of what we call shift left. And that is, um, if you design cybersecurity into, into a system, it has to be done as early as possible. Uh, so rather than having systems and devices that are relatively insecure, that need to be secured by the hospital, through, for example, um, network security technology or through patching or through, you know, user interaction with a device and, and restricting what the user does on and with a device. Um, we believe that that is actually the least efficient way of handling security and that, that really security needs to happen as early as possible in the 
life cycle of the device, and that is during the de design of the device. But we have an interesting, yeah, what you call it, an interesting point in the transaction between a manufacturer and the consumer, meaning the hospital, and that is the the point of purchase. Right? And unfortunately, <clears throat> in 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 our economic system, everybody looks at that point and the price of the device at that point to make purchasing decisions. So two similar devices, the cheaper one always will win out in a bit and will get purchased. I think what we need to start to understand is that the cheaper device at that point of purchase is not necessarily the cheaper device in the long run in terms of maintenance cost, in terms of cost associated due to cyber risks. And therefore, we promote an approach to accept that there will be a cost increase to the device because the manufacturer needs to purchase security technology. The manufacturer needs to hire and train security engineers that need to design security into the device. Yes, that will impact the, the cost of the device, the price of the device. But in the end, over the total lifetime of the device, it will result A, in a total lower cost, and B, in a better security posture, because any approach of securing a device later on in its life cycle by securing the network is A, very expensive, and B, less efficient. You have a higher security, remaining security risk. And again, so our approach is that, you know, we call it the shift left approach to drive security into the life cycle as early as possible. Well, and Axel, you, you touched on something that um, I think the audience really needs to understand and that is, you know, the paradigm shift that's necessary for the industry, right? For that transaction that you've just described. Because I think for most people, you know, most institutions, most organizations, we think, all right, ship it quickly and ship it as inexpensively as possible, yeah. right? I, I think we've 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 all become used to that Silicon Valley mantra of you know MVP, minimum viable product. You know, just you know get it out into the marketplace as quickly as possible. But with the work that you're doing, you're actually causing people to change how they view things, where you know a a larger upfront cost, but over time that makes better sense you know, right. for all parties involved, for the manufacturer, for the end customer, the hospital, for the, you know, for the patient, right? You're, you're, you're helping change the mindset. And I think that's so huge. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the approach, right? And it's, it's, it's both a technology need, right? To have the right security technology that can work on critical medical devices, right? It's a very different approach than the security technology you use on your, on your laptop uh, or a company would use on, on your, in their data center um, because devices need to be much more predictable, uh, much more reliable, which includes the security baked into the device. Um, so it's a very different approach from a technology perspective. Um, but to your point, yes, it is also culturally and from a business perspective, a very different approach. Oh, I, I, I find that to be fascinating, Axel. And so I just, I really appreciate you sharing that and, and highlighting things as you have. And so Axel, let's, let's shift gears for a moment. And we're going to find out a little bit about Axel himself. And so Axel, the, the first question I wanted to ask is, tell our audience, what is your favorite musician or band? So I'm, I'm mainly, uh, let's say a, a jazz sort of guy. Um, and I think, uh, 
you know, I like probably uh, the best of, of that array of musicians, uh, you know, Keith, Keith Jarrett and his uh, piano improvisations. I'm also fond of, of some of the more classical uh, jazz people like, uh, you know, Thelonious Monk and Dave Brubeck and, and uh, you know, people like that. So uh, that's kind of my, my direction here. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, good genre. Yeah. Anytime you can, uh, you know, pop in the uh, John Coltrane CD. That that yes. makes for that makes for a good evening. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so, Axel, how about a favorite hobby or pastime? So, uh, you know, I think I, I spend way too much time at my desk and in front of a monitor. So, from a pastime perspective, I, I I like to do things that get me, you know, out of the house. I like to, you know, bike. Um, I like to you know, do some gardening and, and, and yard work and, and maintain my own you know, little piece of land behind the house. I, I do like to uh, also spend time with my camera, although that usually falls a little short because of you know there's only so much time left in the day. Um, but again, the goal is to kind of get the the other side of the brain and 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 the body involved in 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 a way that it doesn't get involved in my day to day work. Okay, great. So you know, biking and gardening and photography, those are definitely good hobbies for sure. All right, and so. Axel, when we are able again to move about freely, what's one favorite vacation spot that you have? I mean, in, in general, I live here in Boston and I do like and enjoy New England, um, you know, the, the coastline, um, you know, the mountain regions. Uh, I like to travel within within New England because it has just, uh, you know, so much to offer. Um, and then also kind of ironically, you know, being European and then you know, having lived in, in, in Europe and spent my early years in, in Europe, but now having been in the U.S. for almost 30 years now, uh, you know, I actually like to go back to Europe as a tourist and, and see all the things I didn't see when I was living there, but also see all the things that are different now. Um, you know, back when I was living there, the Iron Curtain was still up. Uh, so I really haven't seen much of Eastern Europe. So that's a really I, I still uh, would like to explore more and see more. Um, so there's, uh, I think, a number of years of travel left in me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so definitely uh, some things to look forward to. That's great. And Axel, what one person are you following that's innovative? Uh, so um, I look mainly for um, you know information that that is leading edge in my field, meaning you know cybersecurity. And I think the one person that would come to mind from a security news perspective is, is Brian Krebs. He's a journalist uh, with sole focus on cybersecurity and is his, you know, hands down the leading expert on on, on what is happening in the space. Um, and then, then also in terms of security technology and, and how to manage security, I like to follow a gentleman by the name of Ted Harrington, um, who has been tremendous contributor to the industry, uh, presenter, author, uh, and, and, and really has provided a lot of insight on how we actually should look at security if we want to improve. Okay. Those are, those are definitely two, two well-known quantities uh, in the industry. And so, yeah, definitely, you know, good people to, to follow and keep track of. All right, Axel, we are going to jump in the time machine, my friend, and we are going to go back to 18-year-old Axel. What advice would you give your 18-year-old self? I mean, that's, that's a somewhat loaded question, but uh, <laughs> maybe to, you know, to uh, get it to a point is, I think, recognize who you are, recognize what you're passionate about and what you're good at, and go for it. I don't get distracted by what others think you you should be doing. Um, and maybe a second word of advice is get a haircut. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Two, two good pieces of advice. Uh, 
<laughs> I think for, for people at any age, especially, um, you know, coming out of the pandemic, I think, you know, most of us probably haven't seen a, a salon or a barbershop in a while. So, uh, <laughs> well, but, you know, again, you were talking about the, uh, you know, 18 year old self, right. and, uh, you're talking about a time where, uh, yeah, you know, long hair was fashionable. And, and, uh, you know, sometimes when I look at that, some of the older pictures of myself, I have to chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's good stuff. Well, Axel, we have come to the end of our time together, but again, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. This has been so much fun. Just really wish you and the MedCrypt team uh, the best of success going forward. And uh, thank you for everything that you're doing. Thanks, Sean, and thanks for inviting me to be uh, to be here. You're welcome. Now, Axel, before we let you go, what's the best way for people to stay in contact with you? Um, well, I mean, my, my email is, you know, axel at medcrypt.co, um, or you can find me on uh, on LinkedIn and connect with me. Okay, great. And so with that, Tech and May presents audience. Thank you so much, as always, for listening, and be sure to tune in next time when we will have another technology expert share their wisdom. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to another episode of Tech and Main Presents. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget to tell your friends, and thanks for being a part of the Tech and Main Presents community.